Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. So, the life of the life of faith. Last week we were talking about God created things. He spoke things into existence. Amen. We talk about, we don't want to go too much into that. But um, we said Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, God said, God said, God said, we eat, um, Genesis chapter 1, God said it occurs 10 times. The, what we're trying to get across is the power of our words. God created things with his words. He had a vision and he spoke out the vision. Amen. When he made Adam and Eve, he gave that same authority to Adam. Amen. The animals that he, made, he created, he made, he, he brought them to Adam and whatever Adam said, it became. Amen. And that is our original state as human beings. All creation was given to Adam to supervise, to oversee. And whatever Adam did was accepted. Whatever Adam said was accepted. Except one thing. Amen. Adam was given dominion over God's creation. We talk about the just living their life by faith. And I remember saying the natural and the supernatural, the physical and the spiritual. I want to encourage you as a believer, and I've been saying this, and I'll continue to say it because it's the truth. If you are just showing up at church, you're not doing yourself justice. If you're just showing up at church, I, I was standing, you know, ask yourself, what are you benefiting in the church? What are you getting coming here? If the church is not making an impact in your life spiritually, if the church is not helping you to change your life, to live a life for God, you're missing it. You're missing the point. You're missing the purpose of the church. The church, Jesus established his church and he is the head of the church, but he has given as uh, uh, he has given us responsibility to shepherd his sheep. But the church of our Lord Jesus Christ is to build people, his people up. That they are no longer tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. The church is spiritual. 
And you must be spiritually sound as you walk or as you grow in the church. You must come to a place where you have confidence in the things of God, where you have confidence in spiritual things. The church is not a place for just fellowship. And it's so sad. It is so sad that people are in the church and will not grow. It is so sad. When I was at Mama, one, one, after a, maybe I've been there for about a year, and there was so much church, church politics, so they had a meeting one day. And I was in the meeting, kind of key people were in the meeting to talk about, you know, where we're going, what's happening, and so on, so on, so on. And then a lot of the politics was being discussed. And I sat down quietly and listened to everything. And then in the end, they was like, oh, Sivas hasn't said anything. Well, what do you think? They asked me. Well, I said, well, I know why I'm here. I'm here to be trained. I know that God has called me and I'm here to be trained. That was my answer. See, whatever that was going on, it didn't matter to me. What I'm there to do is to be trained. So if you say put the church chair here, I put it here. If you say let's go, we go. If you say this, let me do. I'm there to be trained. And there am I today. Praise the Lord. You, as you are in the church, you must develop spiritually. You must grow. You must see yourself that you have grown. And you see, one scripture says, whilst there is envy and strife among you, are you not carnal? I said you must grow. If you are growing, then you are not carnal. If you are growing, then you see, but when I was a child, I thought as a child. I behave as a child. But when I grow up, now that I'm growing, I should no longer think and behave as a child. Amen? Being in the house of the Lord for a number of years, we must, it must by now affect us. Our walk with the Lord must be evidence. People should see you and see that you are a believer. Amen. Yeah, I was talking about faith has a door. There is a door of faith that we, uh, that we enter. Faith is uh, in the spiritual realm. If you're walking... By faith, it means you're walking in the spirit. Amen. 
You see, faith is not, yeah, there is physical faith. That is, you know, this chair, if I sit on it, I will not fall. That's natural faith. But there is the spiritual faith, and that's what I'm talking about. The spiritual faith is you speak things into existence. Amen. You call the things that are not as though they are and they become. Amen. So, let's go to, uh, yes, and last week we talked about the word which we speak is rhema. But we get it from what? Logos, which is the written word that we read. When we read it, we are reading logos. When we speak it, we're speaking rhema. And that is why we have Rhema Bible Training College and Rhema Bible Church as the spoken word. Amen. Look in Hebrews 11. No, let's, let's, let's read um, Romans 4 first. Let's go to Romans 4. Let's go to Romans 4. When you talking about faith, you go to you, there are scriptures that by all means most of the time you will touch Romans and then Hebrews and then Mark 11, Hebrews 11, Romans Romans is a big one. Um, but let's look at Romans 4. Thank you Jesus. Anybody there? Romans 4. Have you, are, are you there? What, what verse? Okay. What then shall we say that, that Abraham, our father, has found according to, um, according to the flesh? For Abraham was justified by work. For, for if Abraham was justified, you see just one letter there changes the whole thing. Praise the Lord. Two little alphabets. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. Amen. When we're talking about faith, see, it's so easy and I was thinking about it, meditating about this um, yesterday. You see, the Western world set up, it makes it sometimes very difficult for us to walk by faith. Because the system is set in such a way that you don't really need a lot of faith to live. You know? faith like, you know, maybe you're out of work and you're believing God for a work, you believe in God for a good work, but, you know, if, you, if you're short of money, you, you know, you're unemployed, you, you're supposed to go and sign on and you get some money to live on and so, you know, it's, it's not, but over there, where I'm from, 
Now I'm no longer British, oh, now I'm a Ghanaian. Over there, where I'm from, you know, you, 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 it's a struggle to get, put food on, food on the table for some people. And so they are believing God for something to eat. Amen. So, uh, Abraham is not justified by his work, physical works. But rather, verse 3, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So Abraham believed what God has said. Now, verse 4, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. So, if you are walking with God and it's your works that enables you to live your life, then it's, 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 no, it's not, you're not by grace. Amen. But we need to be able every step of our life, we need to be applying our faith. We need to be applying our faith. Sometimes when I'm driving and I get to a spot and I need to park the car and it's full, I say, Lord, thank you for my parking spot. Thank you for my parking spot. And before you know it, there's something. Uh, there's a space for you. Amen. Every step you put your faith out. Because if you don't practice your faith, you will lose it. You, you need to be practicing your faith all the time. And not your work. I want to go on to verse 9. It says, does the blessing then come upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. Faith was accounted to Abraham for right standing with God. Amen. You see, there are two ingredients that God has saved. We didn't, faith and repentance are, it's, they are intertwined. That's the right way to say it. You cannot be saved without repentance Neither can you be saved without faith. Amen. They, they are intertwined. So, it's one of them does not override the other. Amen. Repentance first, faith follow. And so, Abraham was. Uh, Abraham's righteousness was counted by faith. Is that what it says? 
um, he says, um, for we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. We, our faith, we have faith because we are righteous. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have been born again. Amen. So we have that measure of faith. Amen. And because we are justified, as we read last week, those that have been justified, they should live their life by faith. The Bible says in, um, in Hebrews 10, verse 38, and Galatians 3, 11, those that have been justified, they should live their life by faith. Amen. So, we, can, we should not live our life based on the world system. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Our problem, or some of us, our problem is that we always look in the natural we're always looking in the natural, looking at what is going on, what is, who said this and who said that. We're always thinking in the natural. You see, we do, our five physical senses will not allow us to walk in faith. The two of them don't work together. If you are operating with your five physical senses, you are operating in the physical realm. If you if you are born again, if you are a child of God, you should operate in the spiritual realm, which is by faith. Amen. Abraham walked by faith. He did not looked in the physical. Amen. I, I want to jump off to verse 17. No, I, I, let me go from 13. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. So the law... Um, the law reveals our mistakes. Without the law, we don't have mistakes. Therefore, it is of faith, verse 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all 
the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith. And Abraham, who is the father of us all. So the promise was also to Abraham. Now 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who, whom he believed. God who, who gives life to the dead and call those things which do not exist as though they did. I want you to take note of the 17th verse. God who called the things that are not in existence as though they are. Amen. You see, in the natural, the, it, in the natural, looking at a situation may seem hopeless. Amen. But God has spoken to you that it's going to be all right. Amen. God has spoken to you that it's going to be all right. So whose report should you believe? You should, you should believe the report that you have received from the one who owns all things and made all things and created all things. You know, even the Satan himself, even Satan himself God made, although he did not make him Satan. Amen. So, when you look at the awesomeness of your God, when you look at the, you know, man, you know, there's a song. When I look at the mountains, when I look at the valleys, when I look at the sea, oh, I know you. When you look at the awesomeness of Jehovah God, and he has done all this for you. Why should you be fearful? Why should you be afraid? Why should you be afraid? Every day, there is always something. As a believer, please listen. There's always something as a believer that the enemy will try to do to bring fear to you. There is always he will find opportunity to bring fear to you because fear weakens your faith. Weakens your faith. And when you are not in faith, then you are in fear. And when you are in fear, you are in torment. And when you are in torment, you lose the sight of God. 
the Bible tells us we must live this life by faith. And so in situations, you are supposed to find, you see, faith begins when the will of God is known. I know you've heard this numerous times. I'm here to encourage you again. Faith begins when you know the will of God concerning that situation. You see, we knew that it is God's will for us to be saved. That's why he sent his son Jesus. So our faith was based on that and we, we, we asked Jesus to come into our life. Faith begins when you know the will of God. Amen. So, in every situation, and that is why it is important for you to stay in the Word of God. Because by staying in the Word of God, you will find nuggets and store them in your heart that you will read, the Holy Spirit will help you to draw from it in time of need. See, there is no... Um, cough mixture that we give you to take when you're coughing that you take three spoons or two spoons, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the evening. Spiritually, there's no cough mixture. The only cough mixture, the only medication spiritually for situations is the word of God. It is our food it is our medicine. It is our water. It's the word that keeps us going. If you're not staying in the word, if you, if you become lazy and not read your Bible, all you are doing is you are starving your spirit man. You're starving your spirit man. You see, when you're going up and down, you're, yeah, and good. And God is also merciful that in time of need, you know, he'll drop a little nugget here to keep you going. But you really need to be living above the nuggets. You, you need to be living by the, in the overflow. Amen? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow, you should be living. Amen. First Peter 3.10 Whosoever desire to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Amen. Deceit means the act or process of deceiving or misleading by concealing the truth. The process of deceiving or misleading by concealing the truth. A tendency to deceive or mislead. Listen. Our tongue should not speak deceit. 
Deceit is misleading. If we are walking by faith and we speak the world system, do you understand when I say by we speak? If we speak the world system, we are deceiving. You didn't get that. If we are walking by faith and we speak the world system, we are deceiving. What do I mean? Well, because we're not telling the truth in the spirit realm, we are deceiving. Does that make sense? See, there's in the realm of the spirit, we speak what we have not seen. Amen? We speak faith. Faith does not see it before, faith does not see it physically before he speaks it. Faith believe, trust God, see the promise and proclaim it, speak it out. That's the truth. If you speak contrary you are deceiving. I know that's hard to understand. But what I'm trying to get you to see is you should not speak contrary to what God has said. Because what God has said is the truth. I think John 6, 63, thy word is truth. Amen. So, you see, you remember Joshua and Caleb. All the promise that God promised the Israelites, they went hectastic. They went around, they went around, they went around. The bottom line is, let's look at Numbers 14.6. Numbers 14, 6. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of um, Jephthah, Jeph how do you pronounce that? Jephaniah. Jephaniah. Who were among those who had sp spied out the land, tore their clothes, 77, they tore their clothes. Are we going anymore? And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we possess through the the land we pass through the spies out is an exceeding good land. Eight. If the Lord delight in us. Then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people. Do not rebel against the Lord or fear the people. What is he saying? Don't speak contrary to what God has said. 
That is rebellion. See, we believers, we should walk in faith. If we are not, then we are rebelling against the Lord. For they are our bread. That's Joshua and Caleb. If you read the account, they are giants. They said, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. The Amalekites are there. The giants, the big guys, they are all there. But um, it says, for they are bread, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Their protection has departed from them. This Joshua and Caleb are walking by faith. And they believe what God has said from Egypt. That he delivered them from Pharaoh's hand and gave them a promise. They've gone through the Red Sea. They've gone through Jordan. That now it's time for them to go and possess the land. Listen, it takes faith. See, even with God, he doesn't spoil his children to give it to us on a, uh, what do you call it, silver platter. Thanks. That was good. Praise the Lord. I was going to say silver plate. That's what I know, you know. But do you get it that even walking with God it's not all rosy cozy. Faith is tough. But in that process, you mature. In that process, you, you learn to trust God the more. People that have gone through stuff and has come out victoriously, their faith is becomes they, they become hard in the Lord they, they become tough they are unshakable it's not easy for them to, to walk away from the presence of why they know God they see they know what God has done in their life sometimes you know we, we get a little bit people say emotional no I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed with the goodness of God. I'm just, how, how, how is it, how possible can, you know, Yabuachi be doing what he's doing? Do you know Yabuachi? I, I mean, it, it, it doesn't even make sense. It does not even make sense. It does not make you don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know where I'm coming from. But you see, it is God. It is God. So, you see, I, I'm at a place where no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter what, what I see, no ma I, I, I just don't care. I just couldn't care less. Paul says, I know whom I have believed. I know where I'm coming from. 
it's not, and I'm not saying that, man, I, I'm not boasting. No, I, I just want you to know that God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able and there is nothing that he will not do if he has promised you. I, I was Friday I took Pastor John to the airport Friday and I was just telling her that now I'm beginning to see. See, God is so, so, so clever. I said, now I'm beginning to see even Pastor Silas going to Ghana and, and, and starting the church over there and all that. Now I'm beginning to see all this is part of God's design to bring me to where he wants me to be. When we bought the plot, we bought two plots with her cleaning money. We used to do cleaning together. We had key jobs. We, do, we go to Zoe. So we finish at 2 a.m. And then we go and do a couple of jobs. And then we come home, sleep. And then she goes to work in the morning. And then I get the kids ready and get them to school. Sometimes we're only sleeping for two hours. You get three hours pretty good. When I'm walking them to school, then we are doing our timetable. Little did we know that we will end up here today. But we bought two plots. One for a house for my old lady and one for, was for a church. Over the years, I've given up on it. I've given up on it. But I tell you, from ever since this project began to begin, start, the Lord just given me so much strength. So much strength. I fly and I was getting, I was getting, astritis here, I was sitting there, I was thinking, or maybe I need to stop, you know, this, going to America, winter Bible seminar and all this. I struggle in the plane. I, I, every two hours, I have to get up and be going around, and I'm tired. But, you know, my youth has been renewed. I believe it's for this project. I'm, the Lord is opening doors. I, I mean, the last couple of years, look at the doors that's been opening. What am I saying? See, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Just, just keep trusting him. Whatever that you do, do it wholeheartedly unto the Lord. God is the rewarder. God is the rewarder. He will reward you. 
I was in um, when, February when I was in America. The lady that invited me to go to New Mexico, she said, oh, yeah, um, she's getting me a ticket if I could come again. Yeah, we've already talked about that yet. I will come. Um, I, think, I think last week or two weeks ago, she sent the ticket to go to New Mexico again. Praise the Lord. Why am I saying that? Well, I'm saying that to say, be, be faithful. Amen. See, be faithful to what God has called you to do. God will jump over 10,000 people to get to you if you are the person he's looking for. The just shall live his life by faith. I don't know whether I'm helping you or not. But I sure I'm preaching myself good. I want to... You see, let me just round up with this. Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm. Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm, which link us with God. Did you get that? Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm that link us with God. So, if you're not in faith... You are actually disconnected. If you're not in faith, you are disconnected. And how many of us don't want to be disconnected? None of us want to be disconnected. Um, so, faith is the connection, connecting power into the spiritual realm which links us with God and makes him become a tangible reality to the sense, perception of a person. To the sense, perception of a person. So, so um, our senses are able to perceive God through our faith connection. Amen. Let us endeavor to live a life of faith. Let's not be going up and down and forget that we have a responsibility, we have a duty, we need to grow spiritually. Amen. We need to grow spiritually. We need to do the things of the Spirit that will help us to grow. Amen. The basics plugged in and be, be active. When you say active, not just in church, 
active in the spiritual realm. Active prayerfully. See, what you do at home is more important than what you do in church. Are you the pastor? Yeah. But I'm telling you the truth. What you do at home is more important to your spiritual life. So I'm sending you home this week that you must pray every morning before you leave home. Give yourself a slot as your prayer time. You might do the 10 minutes prayer in the morning, but in the course of the day, find time to pray. Find time to pray. Find time to pray. Spend time praying in the spirit. Connection. 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 Connect with God. And fellowship with him. Jesus says, my, my sheep hears my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. Let Jesus get to know your voice. Amen. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. As we sing the song, Withholding Nothing. Lord, we endeavor to withhold nothing from you. So may we walk in faith. And be delivered from the work of the enemy. May our faith be strong to do that which you have called us to do. Lord, I pray your light be radiant in our hearts to bring us that inner peace that no man can give but you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I pray for revelation. I pray for revelation in the hearts of the people. May our prayers bring edification into our hearts. May we be hungry for you in all that we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.